Recording. All right. Are you gonna do your, you do the intro as as, as usual? <laughs> it's a bit embarrassing, right. but yeah. You know. <laughs> With a questy standing right there. <laughs> this is what we have to do when we have guests on. Oh no, I'm not embarrassed from him. I'm just embarrassed from the audience. You do this crap all the time. I'm so contrived. We're gonna have to change this intro up. But yeah, know, let's for now. It's coming. It's let's, coming. Let's um. Right. Welcome film fans, it's Baron and the Doc here, that's Baron and the Doc here, uh, and we're talking today about the Netflix feature Don't Look Up by Adam McKay. And this is the show where we talk about films and the films that we were reminded of while watching those films. There are spoilers, but stick with us. Don't Look Up, Baron. No, it's a uh, it's a big film. Came straight to Netflix, avoided the cinemas completely, and it has a huge cast. The cast is ridiculous. Yeah. It's an Oscar cast, isn't it? Like they've virtually all got a trophy. Absolutely. I think um, you know when you see these films come up, you go, "Well, this could either be great with this huge cast attached, or it could actually be really lame." And there's a, there's a thing with with films that go straight to Netflix that you have that little concern in the back of your mind, like, why did it go straight to Netflix? What's what's going on here? But the world is changing. No longer mm. do you have to have films that, that open up and have a big theatrical release with this level of star in it. Netflix is willing to throw the money to have this cast and go just stream it on their platform. God bless Netflix. I know. Uh, we're in this new world where we don't really know what the rules are anymore. Uh, so we're just making it up as we go along, as our Netflix, as our cinemas, uh, everyone's just, just working it out. Right. Uh, but before we talk about the film, yes. um, this episode's a bit different. Like last week we had a special guest and yeah. today we've got another one. What's what's the story there? Well, we're sort of slowly moving towards this thing that we've wanted to do for 50 episodes. <laughs> it's episode 55 now. We're finally getting around to it. 55? Are you yes. serious? yes. Okay. where we have guests on. And the the thought from the beginning was if the film suggests something and we know somebody or we can get somebody on the show that can talk to that thing and it just feels like a nice fit, yeah. why wouldn't we do that? You know, it doesn't always have to be you and me talking because we just, you know, maybe that just gets a bit old. Maybe after, you know, we still want to do it most of the time or some of the time, but occasionally we want to bring in some fresh life into this room. <laughs> Don't I you think, reckon? Well, I think it's... In desperate need of fresh life. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, who have we got today? Do we want to uh, yes. spoil it or? Let's spoil it. So uh, he's not on the show yet. He'll be coming on later in the episode. But we have my brother-in-law, Kwesi Osetutu, who is a stand-up comedian. And we just thought would be, a, but you and I have both seen his shows, mm. uh, a perfect fit for this film because of the theme of this film, what this film is kind of doing through satire yeah. so um and it's very similar to what he does with his comedy he speaks about very serious political and racial yeah. issues but does it through comedy and that's what this film is doing so it just felt like a great fit yep i agree he's mm. a student of life a student of comedy yes just a good bloke uh can't wait to hear what he thought about the film uh before that i want to know what you thought about the film or do i have to do a bloody synopsis is it my turn uh i can i can do the one-liner if you like 
and then we can take it from there, or you can do the one-liner. If, if you're just going to do the one-liner, yeah. I'll bloody do it. Okay. Then I'll have next, next episode okay, great. off. Great, great. So the one-liner is, two low-level astronomers must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. Yeah. Is that the same one, one-liner as you had? You got it. That's the IMDb. Yeah. It's basically, that's a logline. That's what you would see in their pitch document going yeah. out for funding, pretty much. It's very uninspired, but it's meant to be. The idea of that is meant to be, with any log line. Oh, what's the hook? Like, what's the what's the thing that'll get all your investors excited about this project mm-hmm. and go, oh, that's new. That's something I haven't seen before. And I suppose two mid-level astronomers <laughs> going on a media tour and trying to save the world is kind of new. We haven't really seen a lot of that. So, okay, that'll do. Yeah, I listen to a couple of podcasts. reviewing it which i don't normally do prior to these sessions yeah you don't yeah but we generally don't do that so we generally don't but i just sort of out of interest listened to a couple and the reviews were mixed uh some sort of half liked it some didn't like it at all yeah and i it just made me think what you thought (laughs) oh yeah because I trust Because we opinion. assumed that... Because we often have very similar opinions on films. We as do. In, we generally like the same films. Broadly speaking. Broadly speaking. Michael Bay aside, yeah. we generally like the same. Or Alien, even. <laughs> yeah. We're a bit divided on Alien. Oh, um, dude. I, I had quite a distinct reaction to this film, and the other reviews didn't quite gel with what I thought. But just... I want to hear from you. I mean, yeah. I'm really excited to know what you think. I freaking love this film. Great. So did I. Did you freaking love this film? I did. I did. Not everyone did, but let's... Now we're going to love this film. ground. This film is one of my faves of the year. Wow. Is it this year or last year? I guess it sneaks into this year. Let's call it this financial year. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of my faves of this financial year. This bank year. Yeah. (laughs) Damn. Um, Yeah. It's a great film, I think. I can totally see that it's not for everyone. Yeah. Because it's a certain type of genre. It's, mm. it's a, it's a absurd satire. Uh, well, it's kind of absurd, right? It's not entirely absurd, but it has elements of it that you just go, oh, okay. Yeah. Would that actually ever be what a president and her son behaves like? But at the same time, you totally believe that maybe that is exactly what they behave like. It's, uh, al- it's also kind of a satire. Yeah. Like, it's called a satire, but I don't think it's completely satirical. Mm. There's a lot of yeah. real... There's almost too much real life right. in there. Like, it's um, it's not just satire, it's drama no, right. as well. You're right. And that's and what's I, great about it. And that's what I think some people have missed. It's a little genre-bending, I suppose, in that respect. We, like, love, we love our genre-bending. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah. Um, you're right. Because it's, it's, it's complicated... It's not a straightforward satire. It's not a straightforward comedy. It's not a straightforward drama or thriller, but it's got elements of all of those things Mm. playing off each other. And it's kind of brilliant for that. Mm. Um, And we just got to talk about Adam McKay for a moment. Okay. Well, you might have more to say than than I do. I know Mm. roughly his back catalogue. He came from, you know, uh, Will Ferrellism and SNL and all those Talligator Knights and yes. what, what are they? Step Brothers and some of the worst and the best Will Ferrell things <laughs> have come from Adam McKay. Well, I'm not sure you can distinguish between the best and the worst Will oh. Ferrell. They're all just the same. No, they? no, I can distinguish. You can absolutely. Well, okay, maybe you can. <laughs> but I just know watching Will Ferrell. Yeah, 
for for a long while there, every Will Ferrell movie that came out had exactly the same plot line, mm. but transposed into a different world. Yes, um, and I'm only now realizing that perhaps all of those were Adam McKay. A lot of them were Adam McKay, and I will agree with you that they have very similar tropes. Mm. However, there are clear standouts. What so, for me, mm-hmm. and I'm sure everyone's different about has different opinions on this. But let's just talk about some of the main ones. We've got Anchorman, Talladega, 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 Talladega Nights. Talladega or Gator? Dega. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, um, Step Brothers. They know what we're talking about. The other guys, just to name, just to name like four of them, right? Everyone's got their favorites. Anchorman. I kind of, I get it, but I never really loved it. And people love the hell out of that film. Like they, they loved the shit out of it. I remember when that film came out. People were quoting lines from Anchorman mm. for months and months afterwards, and I sort of just never really didn't do it for me. What I will say is that The Other Guys is one of my favorites. I love that film. It's ridiculous in all the same ways that the others are ridiculous, but it just has something. It's just got something beautiful about it. It's it's the combination of um, uh, Wahlberg and Will Ferrell and the situation, Uh. the ridiculousness of it all. The best bit of that movie in a in a one line is base is you've got the two cops that are the awesome cops Samuel L Jackson's one of them yeah and they decide in the heat of the moment in a chase to jump off of a building and aim for the bushes they just say aim for the bushes and they jump and there are no bushes and they hit the ground and die what incredible i haven't seen this it's incredible and then the other guys mm. are the crap cops will ferrell and Wahlberg, and they have to step in and take their place it's great oh wow that okay yeah. I, I i you should have given me this as homework <laughs> <laughs> yeah crazy well anybody who who so anybody who wants to see the light side of adam mckay yeah. i recommend the other guys okay i think we've we've spent a lot of time probably more than we should have on mm. his back catalogue and only part of it. So that's yeah. kind of the light Will Ferrell days. Yeah. Then he went to some of the stuff that's perhaps more right. uh, similar to what we're talking about today. Uh, Big Short and um, what's the Vice. other one? Um, Cheney, the Cheney one. Yeah, Vice. Vice, yes. Yeah, the political thriller, I guess. He's kind of had if a... If you want to call them something. That's... He, he had a sea change, didn't he? Or, yeah. or an elevation into sort of more serious work. Yes, yeah, and the Big Short was great. It, I think it won the Academy Award for the mm. that year, or it came at least it was nominated for a bunch of stuff. Um, great film and totally different in tone. Yeah, this film is a kind of a bit of both. Yeah, agree. Don't don't you think? Yeah, I I, I remember loving the Big Short, but I can't remember the specifics. But mm. I remember the vibe, and it was quite different and yeah, uh, in, engaging in a sort of half. Um, Almost documentary style, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually, for a minute, thought it was Aaron Sorkin that made that film. Yes, it's very Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. And there's a bit of Aaron Sorkin in this film as well. If you want to throw in a, a little mini reminds me of. It's just, it's it's got to do with the dialogue, hmm. the fast pace, the fact that it's actually just people in rooms all the time. Yeah, okay. But, but it's exciting, you know? Yeah. That, you know, the... 
the world is at is at risk and it's all come down to discussions in a room that's very sorkin yeah i hadn't tip i hadn't picked sorkin for this one i mm. i i acknowledge it for big big short so i think it it heavily influenced big short yeah and then that influence has just sort of trickled in I to, agree. Uh, McKay's DNA and found itself in Don't Look Up. Yeah. And I think this is because of that, the combination of those two worlds, of his mm. two styles of filmmaking, what we have here is something that feels really fresh and just works. It's great. I'm so glad you said that because mm. the, the stuff that I'd listened to was was really either lukewarm or pessimistic about it, almost eye-rolling yeah. about it. But when I was watching it, I was drunk. I know that's a common theme. <laughs> <laughs> and getting and getting gradually. I don't think I was. I think I don't think I was smashed at the start. But I think as as he pours one. I know. Well, I need to. Yeah. Now, now we've got to explain this. I know. I listened to a, a previous episode, and I realised that sounds like we're both pissing under both the table. having a leak. <laughs> but it's just us pouring a drink. Well. We are okay. here for hours sometimes. What are you drinking? It's um... This is gross. What I'm drinking is uh, <laughs> spiced rum and root beer. Spiced rum and root beer. Great. And what I wanted to do was drink it out of this, this here. I don't know if that's in focus. He looks, this is, he looks familiar. This is a uh, limited edition dock mug, which mm. um, may or may not become for sale on our website later. Well, the mugs aren't limited edition, but me wearing a suit <laughs> is, is, That's true. is a rarity. <laughs> so let's talk about it. Cast. like I think you mentioned cast. The mm. cast is r- ridiculous here. Yeah. Do, do we want to... I don't, I don't know if we want to step through them or not. I but... think, well, okay, so that can get long. However, mm. what a cast. Mm. Maybe we should do a little one, just a little, you know, for each one, just a little something. Okay, we'll start with Leo. Now, Leonardo DiCaprio has never been a favourite of mine. I've kind of always had a bit of an allergic reaction. Yeah, why is that? I don't know. I don't know. What's wrong with Leo? No, good good question. Okay. I think it's from Romeo and Juliet, where I was so in love with Claire Danes. Oh, and you're a little jealous. Maybe. It started off as jealousy. Maybe, and I just... (laughs) I, I knew he had, he had, he had quite a catalogue before that. He was in yeah. Basketball Diaries. He was a yes. young kid with a future, and then he appeared in Romeo and Juliet. I didn't like the film. I actually hated the film. <laughs> Sorry, Baz. <laughs> um, uh, hey, Baz is doing all right. So I think I ditched Leo with the film. Yeah. But retained Claire Danes. Anything good about the film was just. You know, I, I just encapsulated with yeah. Claire Danes and I still love her. She is day. great in it. She's great. And Leo... Have you seen Homeland? You know, I haven't. Well, you should watch that. She's great in that. No, I, I imagine she is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Leo's awesome. Personally. Well, well, I think he was pretty good in this. So yeah. I, I, I he now... definitely won me over in this. I feel like this is one of his best performances for a long time. Mm, well, I haven't seen many of them because I've avoided him yeah because of buddy romeo and juliet mm. which i think is a mistake because i really enjoyed him here yeah and i think he was the heart and soul and the through line of the film yeah absolutely i totally agree and you know the other thing about leo is that um he is a passionate climate change f- whatever fighter fighter of 
of not dealing with climate change. Let's put it that way. Um, and <clears throat> clearly this film, this film is like, you know, struck a nerve. He, the scripts come along. He's gone, hell yes, I need to be part of this. Mm. And, and he's just dived in and you can feel the passion and the anger and the angst and the, and this, that raw emotion coming through in spades the whole way through because it's, it's clearly personal for him. Are you talking about um, one minute and 30, oh no, one hour and 30 minutes in when the movie probably should have ended as far as time-wise <laughs> when he gives that impassioned on TV. speech on TV, which is clearly, mm-hmm. I know, I love the film, so this is not a criticism, but that scene was clearly filmed for the Oscars. <laughs> like when I guess. Uh, nominated Leo DiCaprio, best yeah. actor, and then they play that clip and it's meant to be all profound. It yeah. kind of sickens me to, to think of it. but I don't think of it that way. It didn't occur to me that way. Um, yeah, that's what I saw when I... That, that was only... It was, I wouldn't say a, a low point, of the film because it wasn't it was a great scene yeah i thought he played it beautifully but i had i could only see it playing at the oscars yeah oh it will it will mm. um so okay i feel like that's a that's true but it's maybe a cynical approach to it however i think it's true mm. i think it's true i think that 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 the adam mckay went this is the moment where this is the this is the catharsis that we need yeah. you know we need we need this to see this guy who's been bottling this up and trying to just be the responsible scientist and, you know, mm. do it the calm, collected. It'll be okay if we slowly educate people. Um, we need to see him explode. I think that's where it comes from, personally. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, it's totally going to be... <laughs> it's going to be the Oscar moment for sure. It, it is. Yeah. But it was all... It, it, negatives aside, it was all the more um, compelling because he... He started as that serious science guy, yeah, and then he deviated, didn't he, into it to a Brett Sutton, yes, style. So he Brett did. Sutton for our he became Brett Sutton, <laughs> our international <laughs> viewers. Yeah. Brett Sutton is the chief science guy. Is he? What? What is he? He's chief, a chief health officer. Chief health officer. For Victoria became a bit of a sex symbol just for no reason. Y- yeah, I know. During COVID, exactly, and it was yeah. his uh, Leo's. Uh, arc was so similar to Brett Sutton. That's hilarious. It's crazy. That didn't occur to me. That's oh, it didn't. That no. was going to be one of my didn't reminds me, me but I wasn't one. sure if it was sprinkle them kosher in. I love to, it. To <laughs> chief health chief health officer. Yeah, as it reminds me of. Um, but yeah, it's our not chief, normal. It's not our normal approach, but I love it. Our chief health health officer became a sex symbol, and this completely mirrored real life. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, that probably wasn't the intention, but it was pretty cool for us, us locals. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so we've talked about Leo. Yep. I think we both agree, great performance. Mm. Jennifer Lawrence? Look, yeah, yeah, not bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I liked about Jennifer Lawrence's performance is yeah. that she is kind of known for being... And in fact, actually, this is something interesting about these two is you Mm -hmm. get a sense of who they are in reality coming through in this film. She's sort of known for being the straight talker, the one with those sort of witty, sharp, unexpected remarks and interviews. Mm -hmm. And that's what you get in this as well. However, she's kind of loved 
for that in reality. In the film, she says the unpopular things and she's loathed for it. And it's really interesting because that happens to other people. You know, they Mm. basically get, they they say something that's unpopular and they're done, you know, and that's sort of what, they become a meme. How how funny was it when, when she became a meme? Yeah. Uh, it, it almost was a tone shift, wasn't it? Because it was pretty serious up until then. Yeah. Then Jennifer Lawrence became a meme. Yes. <laughs> and it, yeah. it got, all, all, got all silly. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. I think for both Leo and Jennifer, it was a... They haven't done heaps in recent years. So I think this film was a really pointed choice for them to get involved in. So yeah. I feel like they both would have invested quite heavily yeah. in it and would would hope to be proud of their performances. I agree. I agree totally. Um, Meryl Streep. And we might as well include Jonah Hill. Meryl Streep as the president of the US and Jonah Hill as her son and chief of staff. Both um, quite two-dimensional, weren't they? Like yeah. if, if you think of Leo, who does actually does have an arc that, that goes places, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence kind of, and not, not quite so much, but she's still a central character that, has emotional, you know, uh, moments. Yes. And, and, and different different journeys that she travels. Yeah. Meryl Streep and Jonah Hill just play off them, and I think they're caricatures. They, they do it quite well. They they give you a little bit of a buzz seeing them on, on screen. Other than that, I don't care much. I think they're there for comedic value and to mm. be caricatures, as you say. Yeah. And that's required in a satire... Um, you need to make fun of the the power structure of the time mm. and the people who are running things and all of that. Um, and I think there's actually something really funny about the, the relationship they have and it works. I would put Mark Rylance, who plays the billionaire. Plays like, Elon Musk. Is Elon it, Musk. Is it Elon Musk or is it, what's his name, Apple? Uh, well, it could be, or, or it could be um, Bezos. It could be yeah. any of those three. It's yeah. basically the billionaire with a god complex that thinks their technology is going to save the world, right? You know, I really, really enjoyed his performance, and and I wasn't I, he he was so recognisable to me. And, and Wendy and I were watching and saying, well, "Who is he? What's he been in?" Mm. And I went and saw his back. Loads of stuff. Loads of stuff. He's an amazing actor, but not not never really the no. the main guy. So it it was interesting, like. Have you charted his career? Do you, do you know know much? Just about trying him? to remember, there was a film about a bridge. A uh, film about a bridge. Oh, thanks for that insight. Yeah, there was a film it's about great. a bridge in World War Two. Bridge over the River Kwai. Well, he would have been <laughs> a little baby, a little sexy baby. A Spielberg film. Yeah. Tom Hanks, maybe. I don't know. I've seen him in stuff. He's great. Yeah. He's great in everything that I've seen him in. He yeah. was really, really fun in this, wasn't he? Because he. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say he didn't break character. Now, of course, you don't break character in a film because they cut that out. Yeah. But I still credited him for keeping that ridiculous character up for the whole thing. Absolutely. And it was ridiculous, but it was really fun. It was. And just the whole idea that he has some, you know, he will save the world with his inventions that he's never tested before. <laughs> it's just beautiful. Like that does feel exactly like an Elon Musk, you know. Yeah. That's that's what the world's come to, you know? All these billionaires that are flying to space and doing crazy stuff and planning trips to different mm. planets to save humanity. It, it, it is crazy. 
The whole thing is crazy. Well, it, it represents this whole other thing that's happening. Like you see Elon Musk in conversation with you know Joe Rogan or someone, and you see that he's operating on a completely different sphere yeah. that we're just not all thinking of. And this represented that completely. And then to see the public buy into it. Yes. Uh, that's That was so oh, yeah. telling as well. Yeah, it's like a messiah thing. They're just like, oh, great, finally, here's this guy. He's going to save us all. And we're willing to accept anything that's, oh, yeah. that's going to, to, that gives us hope. Yep. Okay, everything, the, the, the facts, the facts aren't all that cool. Yep. So we'll ignore those and just listen to this fairy story that this weird guy's, <laughs> Absolutely. you know, selling. Absolutely. Hey, there's so many other great casts in this, but I oh, think we should skip through. It's I crazy. Mean, I mean, to name a few, Kate Blanchett, she's, her character's great. Tyler Perry and her basically epitomizing everything that's wrong with the world today, <laughs> the two of them. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Timothy Chalamet's in it. Who, he was great. He's great. Yeah, we, we, he was in our last, ep- oh no, two episodes back. Yeah. June. Yeah, he's been in everything recently. Yeah, I, I didn't know him prior to June. I'd never seen him before, never heard of him before. Really? Isn't yeah. that uh, an admission? Well, now he's everywhere. And and he was really good in this. I loved him. Yep. Uh, Ron Perlman was hilarious. Ariana Grande and Kit Cuddy. I just thought that was great to see the two of them in there. Like it's well, just well, it's just fun, like a really fun cast. And Ariana, in particular, I had a note here that how just the choice of her brought the whole story into the real world yeah like it made me feel like it's it's happening in our in our world yes and she was really good yeah yeah i think there was a really strong understanding from adam mckay that um you know what he had to do the mission here Mm. was not to just to get across armageddon style the end of the world that it's coming and we're all going to perish and, you know, the doomsday stuff. Mm. But just the fact that we don't give a shit about any of that <laughs> and we're more interested in the love interests of our stars and, and you know, what keeping everything positive with the TV shows and the, keeping the morning ratings high and, mm. you know, like that's all, that, that's all that matters and that's the ridiculous craziness of it all. And I quite find that quite profound because we're mm. we're living through that as we speak and it's so familiar and and yet what disappointed yep. me was the, some of the podcasts i listened to one was from npr yeah right in the states yeah and they they really bagged it yeah you know and and they they were basically saying that okay this is trying to be a climate change movie and it's not addressing the issues of climate change and yeah. taking it way way too too seriously i thought and rolling their eyes at it and i thought that's not really the point it's not just addressing climate change it's just having a a wink wink nudge nudge yeah approach to everything about our current society that's influenced by climate change and bloody um covid uh, and it just, Correct. it's like a mirror to us. And it was, it's the, the, the end result makes you a bit anxious and nervous. Hell yeah. Um, and Big time. effectively. Yes. Yes. It's, it's an allegory and it's done beautifully. It's actually, I think this is what makes it so powerful mm. for me is that they've gone, 
they've gone, how do we talk about climate change without talking about climate change? Mm. How do we bring up all of the issues with our scientists screaming at us that we yeah. need to do something and we're more interested in our day-to-day -day bullshit and our technology and just and our stars and our gossip and you know not affecting our lives not looking at the problem mm. you know how do we deal with how do we get that across with something that's just just like more direct and more straightforward than what climate change is. It's like, it's, it's, it's a perfect scenario. Like everybody can understand the idea of, um, you know, something from the heavens is gonna mm. come down and explode the whole planet. There's nothing more concrete than that. You know <laughs> what I mean? Whereas the problem with climate change is everybody who likes to muddle it up, yeah. make it complicated roll their eyes at it because we haven't dealt with all the little intricacies, which is what NPR has done in that, you mm. know? And th that's the whole point of the film is they're saying, no, 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 it's not that complicated. It's very simple, <laughs> you know, yeah. if you really get down to the, to what it's all about. Uh, and that's what I think, that, that's what I think is really clever about it. Well, yeah, something obvious is going to hit us and destroy us. Yes. Uh, and yes. the, the absolute genius, this is only a small thing. I don't know if it's um, Adam McKay or some other genius that thought of it, but the, the the title of Don't Look Up, firstly, the the hashtag look up yes. is great. Like That's all you need to do. Just look up and it's yeah. there. the evidence is there. Yeah. That was really cool. Uh, but then the counter movement of Don't Look Up <laughs> is yes. so, so of the cool and telling. And it just it encapsulates, yeah, again, not just climate change, but... Everything that's happening now, yeah. like all the COVID deniers and all that sort of stuff, <laughs> you know, just don't ignore, ignore what's happening. And, you know, you know, life will be fine. Just if you just, if you just don't look up, that's a great title for a film. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's so simple mm. and it's beautiful. You're right. It's that whole, you need to look up. It's right there. We've got all the proof. But then people come out and say, don't look up. There's a know? movement. Don't yes. look up. Don't look up. Don't, definitely don't look at up. And then, of course, one day, the thing that they've been telling you about the whole time actually is actually visible. Yeah. And all the people that were saying don't look up suddenly freak out because it's there and they can see it. Mm. And seeing is believing. And that is the, mm. that is, I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. That's the whole thing with climate change. Because they can't see it happening right now, they won't believe it. And that's uh, that's the beauty of this film. Is it? Yeah. It illustrates that whole arc perfectly. The scientists are telling you it's there. You won't believe it. Then you see it for yourselves. But by that point, it's way too late. And then you believe it. It's crazy. And that, it was well done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's beautifully like, done. I, I, I just to get back to the NPR. I was really I was annoyed at the fact that they the the commentary was you know bagging the film for not kind of explaining climate change enough and going yeah. into the the detail of it and i just thought that was a just a bad faith um you know criticism yeah. like why why does it have to do all that this is it was an entertaining right. ride and it's it's giving everything everything i need to hear about um it's not going to convince anyone if they're a denier yeah. it's not going to convince them but it it really reinforces and makes you feel good about the um you know the 
the attitudes of the time. It feels like today. Yes. And that actually, I mean, I didn't hear the interview or, or the uh, review, but that does sort of reinforce some of the worst behaviours or some of the worst things that come out of the, the, you know, the left sometimes is that they say, well, it's not going far enough or it's not doing this or that. Yes. And this is the whole point, that it's actually doing something. And it is actually quite effective if you, for, the, for, for your everyday person. You know, who's who's taking this in. And that's what it's all about. It's about it's about talking to the masses, the wider mm. audience, rather than the people who are really concerned about the intricacies of whether it's all been, mm. you know, illustrated. Yeah, that's a good point. Without mm. getting political, that's the problem with the you know, the I won't say the the far left or the crazy left, but the sort of the the left, yeah. Like oh, in general, like, I'm a I'm a middle lefty, yeah. Anyway, but like when when you take yeah. it too far and 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 think that every piece of art needs to be, you know, championing the cause, mm. it, it 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 stuffs up the enjoyment of it and stuffs up the real value. Yeah, of it. and here's someone who's made a grand effort, and your yeah. negative review is is actually hamp. It's hampering the effort, mm. I think. Anyway, enough yes. of that. Yes. Uh, I I want to hear from our special guest. Yes, it's time. <laughs> it's it a time. time. Yes, it's a time. I'm see. I look. Look. I love hearing from you. Yeah, me so too. I want man. a fresh voice. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, it's always a pleasure. And, but it's and time. I want to know what it reminded you of. I've got a couple, um, but perhaps we can always also ask a question. What What it reminded you? Yes. Him of. So let's get a question on. We'll introduce him. We'll learn a bit about him. We'll talk reminds reminds me of's references yep. and go from there. Excellent. Let's switch up the camera. Cut to the question. <laughs> With the magic of media, we're here quickly, and uh, the Baron is right by my side, and we're here with Kwesi Aseta too. Dude, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. This is great. I yeah. love the setup. This is new for us. Although we did have Sal in your seat. Uh, when was that? Two, one episode ago. One episode yeah, ago. Yeah, it, it feels Sal's, like longer ago. But... Sal's getting bloody COVID tested today, so he's he out of the picture. He's not even in the room with us today. There's an um, opening there, Cressy. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Do you, can you wet it? I'll take it. <laughs> Do you want to be the new I'll cancel Sal? everything, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. Sorry, Sal, wherever he is. <laughs> so I, I should add, um, I think I already said it, but... We're brother-in-laws. Mm. Edie, my wife, is a Kwesi's sister. Sister. And we've known each other for 20 years. Yeah. 20 years. About there. Yeah. And in that time, uh, you've you've done a lot of traveling. Mm. Uh, we did some traveling. Mm. You you ended up in Melbourne. Yep. We ended up in Melbourne. You started stand-up comedy, yeah. I don't know, how many years ago now? About four and a bit. Four and a half. Four and, and a half, half years yeah. ago. And we've, we've wow. had the joy of watching mm. your career take off mm. as you've really um, single-handedly kind of pushed and uh, made your career a thing by just sort of grinding away, mm. going, doing the shows, promoting, yes, yeah. making it happen. And mm. It's been a wonderful, beautiful thing to see. Thank you. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been challenging but fun, a lot of fun, yeah. 
Well, that's a biased opinion, but my, yes. my unbiased opinion is exactly the bloody same. Because <laughs> I saw your show, what, a couple of weeks back? Yeah, by fire, by force. By fire, by force. And it was a force of a show. <laughs> I'm glad you liked loved it. it. I I'm loved glad. it. I'm glad. And I'd uh, recommend anyone who sees you advertised on your Facebooks or whatever mm. to, to, go, on, to oh, go and see you. I appreciate that. And... And this this film, uh, what's it called? Don't look up. Don't look up. <laughs> we Don't particularly wanted a Questy's mm. view on it because it's such yeah. a weird um, combination of social commentary and comedy. And I know when I am wanting to socially comment or be comedic, my go-to man is usually a Questy. Mm. So, so I, I'm I'm keen to hear and an unbiased opinion what 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 he thinks about this. Absolutely. I liked it. I really enjoyed it. Initially, I was like, what's going on? Is this a serious movie or is it comedy? But then you just got to go with the flow. And I realized, I think I heard you say earlier on that um, you heard some reviews and mm. um, I think they were a bit critical about it. But it's like almost the, the movie is like telling a joke. You can't explain exactly, you can't explain a joke afterwards and go, oh, guys, this is what I meant. You know, right. that's how I saw it. So yeah, yeah. I think the movie was... Um, it was uh, it was perfect because they're not really saying exactly what they're talking about, but everybody knows what they're talking about. Yeah, right. Climate change. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's why that's why I really thought that's that's interesting because you um, and one of the reasons we thought of you is that you know you've um, you know for instance mm. you talk about your beard in your mm. recent in your recent stand up. Um, and I don't want to give anything away, mm-hmm. but you use your beard to talk about, you know, some of the racial issues yeah. in the world today. Yeah. And I just thought that, you know, what a great parallel to what this film is doing. Right. You know, um, just making something understandable and relatable to everyday people, people who make who not even really understand all of the issues at stake. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Like when you're approaching your comedy, what's what's your formula? What are you trying to do? What are you trying to achieve with it? I guess I'm if you've heard a lot of my I'm trying to educate even educate at the same time make uh, uh, fun out of even what I'm educating for example I talk about Ethiopia mm. and I talk about the African colors the red yellow and the green and a lot of people don't know that and I had to do my research to find that out and I was like oh okay so the Ethiopian colors are the red yellow and the green and most African countries have adopted that because of Ethiopia and what they've done in the past so yeah I like to kind of tell people a story. I love telling stories as storyteller. So I talk about my dad and talk about, you know, people around me. So hopefully I'll be talking about you guys soon on stage. Who knows? Um, but yeah, whatever I say, I want it. I just don't want to stand there and tell fart jokes the whole time, you know? Yeah. I, I, yeah, sure, I'll tell a fart joke or two. But I want to say something that is meaningful that people can take away and go, oh, I did not know that. So yeah. I really enjoy that aspect of comedy where at the end of my show's someone will come up to me and say, I did not know about the Ethiopia. I did not know about A, B, and C. I was like, okay, that's great. You learned something. Or we've all learned something. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I got a lot out of that in your last show, um, and including the beard joke. Beard yes. joke. Yes. Which I think we've got a lot of similarities. We do. We do. <laughs> we do. Yours is impressive. I was telling you earlier on. I like it. But your backstory <laughs> yeah. on on your beard yes. is, is both, you know, um, interesting and comedic, mm. but also deep. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, we won't we won't give that away. Go and see one of Aquesi's shows yeah. for that. But um, yeah, yeah, you, you you hit the nail. Absolutely. So one of the things I was thinking about, um, and actually having been to a bunch of your shows, one of the things you do um, when you first walk out onto the stage mm-hmm. is you acknowledge 
country. Yes. And uh, I've always thought I've had a sense of respect for that mm-hmm. because what you because every I think every performer knows that that moment at the very beginning when you walk out on the stage, the music's playing, whatever it is, is a moment filled with energy. Yes. And what you do is you deflate all yeah. of that energy straight away yeah. Yeah. with an acknowledgement of country. Yeah. And and you make people sit back and yeah. go, oh, okay, yeah. this is what we're doing. Yeah. All right. And then you have to do the work to yes. build that energy yes. back up again. Yes. Tell me about that. Like, mm. it's an interesting decision and I've always respected it. I'm surprised. Well, I'm I'm glad you've noticed that because a lot of people don't notice that I take the air out the room and everyone's kind of like, oh, you know, because you said an acknowledgement to country and then you got to build it up again. So, I, you know, as a black man in Australia, I think it's I think it's very important that we acknowledge where we are. And I think everybody needs to do that. I personally think, especially when um, you've got large gatherings. Um so when I do that, like the first, I think you two came to different shows. You came mm. to the first show yep. by, by by Fire by Force. So you came to the, the Thursday one, which was the second show. And I remember in the first show, I don't know if you remember, but people were clapping. Yeah. Uh, when I was doing the acknowledgement to country, they really liked it. Um, in the second show, people clapped, but not as much. But you can see, I love watching people and they're all nodding going, yes, yes, mm. I'm glad you're doing this. I'm glad you're doing that. And in most of my shows... I think people come up to me afterwards and go, I was surprised you did that. I'm very glad you did that. So, mm. yeah, I think it's something that I – who told me to do that? I think my – when I first started comedy, my girlfriend at the time told me to do it. Mm. And I thought it was a really – it was a really um, important thing to do. So I, I learned how to – right now I can say it off the top of my head. I had yeah. to kind of remember how to say it. And that took me a little bit. But once I got it, I was like, okay, cool. So when yeah. I go to Adelaide, I'll find out the traditional owners of the land there mm-hmm. and I'll change the name. It will be the same kind of switch, change the name. Yeah. When I did a harder show in Sydney, I changed the name. In Perth, I changed the name as well. I think in, I forgot what um, the traditional owners of uh, per, Perth City are. But um, yeah, I change it wherever I go. Um, yeah. Noongar. Noongar. Noongar is, is Perth, yeah. yes. You know, that's um, that's... That's great, and you actually put a twist on it too. In that you add, you add the whole sort of sovereignty has not been ceded, ceded yet. Yeah, which is not truly signed yet. Yeah, it kind of makes it. Yeah, it really drives it yeah. home. Yeah. Um, it, so okay, it's things like that is what mm. made me think of you for this film. I think mm. we we're both talking about that. W- tell us a little bit about your perspectives as someone watching this film. You don't normally yeah sit around um, critiquing <laughs> films on a podcast, but tell tell us what what you thought. I'll start with a negative. I thought it yeah. was too long. Okay. It was really long. It was long. It was a long <laughs> movie. Um, and look, I I enjoyed the, like, obviously I enjoyed the comedic side of things. The, the chief of staff, he was great. What's his name? Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, he was brutal, uh, but he was very good. And I I only picked it up later on that he was, um, his mum was the president. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So I thought that was very interesting as well. And I got to add that when they first said the, the she's your mum thing. Mm. I thought it was kind of like they were making a joke, like they were too close, yeah, and that too. there was an awkward yeah. mum son thing going on. And then it turns out he she is actually yeah. his mum. I, I, I didn't realize till like listening to other podcasts. Yeah. That oh right. Not yeah. Son either. Yeah. And then I guess when you when you think of that, you think of like the the Trump son. Right. Yes. And he yeah. sort of looked a bit yeah. like yeah. them. Okay. Yeah. You guys talked about uh, Leo as well, mm. and I think. When he was younger, I really didn't. I wasn't a fan. Oh, but good. Ma- yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, no, thank you. I wasn't a fan, but I've got to admit, I've got to admit that 
in the last maybe eight years, mm. I was like, this guy can act. Mm. He is incredible. And so in this movie as well, I thought he was great. He's kind of a little bit different to what he does, but he was just, uh, that guy's good. He's I was, really good. I was saying to, to Edie, I was, I was like afterwards going, okay, they're all just pretending that he's this this really handsome doctor, right? Yeah. Is he even no, handsome he, he, anymore? Not in that movie. I'm like, is he handsome? <laughs> has, has he ever I been handsome? Like, I don't know. Straw pole. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've never found um, Leonardo Well, he's DiCaprio very boyish. Boyish, yeah. 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 And, yeah. Right? That's that's what I've always yeah. thought. And I yeah. thought, okay, he, when he was younger, he was sort of... He was boyish. Boyishly handsome. Mercedes. And is he still boyishly handsome well, now he's as sort of, a... Like, what is he? They made him look that way, though. I think he looks a bit hobbity now, you know? Like, he's sort of... <laughs> they made him you know look I mean? with that weird beard and he yeah. had a bit of a gut. Yeah. And, and I don't th- yeah. I don't think he's got a he's he's so, in shape, isn't he? So what I was trying to what I was yeah. challenging Edith on was like, okay, forget he's Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm. Objectively. Mm. Is this guy even handsome at all? Mm. Or are we just in this some weird warp type Correct. like weird whatever? Correct. Uh, I think you're right. If, okay. if that was a exactly <laughs> if he was a dude off the street and we yeah. saw him, you'd be like, Who's that? Yeah, but but because like attractiveness happens within culture, doesn't it? True. Like Brett Sutton, we Brett were talking Sutton, about before. Perfect example. Like he's, he's okay. He's not a bad looking guy, but because he's he's not thrust, steamy. He's not steamy. No. And Leonardo DiCaprio is probably not steamy either. But you get him into the public eye, yeah. and then gradually the ideas of what your know, beauty are change as you know with who is thrust into the public eye. Yes. And this and can, this can happen funny. with men, especially. That, that's what I was about you, to say. The other way around, it, I don't think it works. That uh, It doesn't necessarily work. Really? And, uh, I think, think about this theory, and I've heard many people talk about it, and I find it fascinating. <laughs> so uh, this is why we brought you on. <laughs> these theories. Like, I heard a comedian um, once say, Patrice Neal, one of the greatest comedians of all time, uh, may his soul rest in peace, he talked about how... I don't even know. Can I can I swear on this podcast? Yes, you can. Yes. Okay. So he t- he talks about how me- the differences between men and women. Like a woman, a, a man, a woman will see a man and be like, "Okay, that that dude's good looking, but I wouldn't ruin my you know relationship or, or, over it." But the other way around, like a dude, like a woman who's successful and a woman who's sleeping on the street behind the dumpster. If she's gorgeous, we don't care. <laughs> that's true. We don't care. <laughs> so did I just say that's true? I it, meant, it is. I meant, I meant that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, but it is true. It's like, so Leo, I mean, if that, anyway, I hope that makes sense. Yes. Because for a man, we really don't care. Like the lady working at McDonald's or the CEO, we'll take, we don't care. Yeah. A woman's different. Yeah. It just is yeah. what it is. And and, and he's yeah. sort of suddenly on TV. Yes. He's presenting himself as like a figure of authority. Yes. And they're like, you know what? He's pretty That's good sexy for a woman. That's sexy. Yes. 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 Not he's, for a man. He's, he's got, got a dad bod, sure. But he's a, he's a, he's a scientist. He's Absolutely. accomplished. He's on TV. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But wasn't that a, a, a definite shift in the film? Because you had mm. the first, I think it was half of the film or first hour of the film and it led to a solution to the whole st- thing where where we were going to shoot this comet out of the sky and 
everyone was really wrapped that was going to happen. Everyone was high fiving. Yes, and there were still images inter- in- interspersed with the yep. with the footage, and it was as if that was the end of the film. And, and this is thumb thumbs up, and then that failed, and it, it went into another zone. And in that zone, he became the sex symbol. Mm. He was no longer passionate. He was playing the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure where I was going with that, but it was a, <laughs> it was a definite shift for, oh, for totally. Leo being a passionate scientist to a got you know dark. media whore. He yeah. got wrapped up in the game. Absolutely, he did, he did didn't he? Yeah, yeah. You're right. And it's a different character. Yeah, I would love to know your thoughts on this. Yeah, uh, I came away from this film feeling a little bit like we're all screwed. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? I agree. Yeah, you know, like... It hit too close to home. Yeah. I was like, this yeah. is life. This yeah. is what it is right now. What mm. this film is telling me, and I'd love to know what your, th- your thoughts on this, is that we aren't ready to deal with the crisis that we're dealing with. That's true. That Will we ever be ready? I don't know. Oh, that's a good counter question. Yes. Yeah. Always answer a question with a question. <laughs> no. Like it, it, it's a it's a great question. It's a great question. Um, and the, the the your counter question is too scary. To, it's very scary to, to, to contemplate. It's very scary. And that's what the film's trying to do. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Mm. Like when you you guys are talking about obviously the movies don't look up. Uh, people like look up and then immediately other people just for whatever reason like don't look up. It's just there's always an opposition to everything. Yes. And sometimes there needs to be to in order to challenge ideas. That's important. Mm. But don't just people. I think people just do it just to just to do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, the people who are saying don't look up like <laughs> there's no reason for them to say don't look up. But they just wanted to do it anyway. And, and that's in terms of climate change, you know, people a lot of people some people don't know anything about it but they're like just you know they're just opposite anyway yeah and yeah it's almost like we're screwed yeah it's like the movie was telling us oh yeah this is real <laughs> this is screwed we're screwed like and I, was, I, th- I don't know if I was telling someone about it where I said um, like in terms of climate change if we do nothing about it and something happens we'll, we're kind of screwed but on the other hand if we do something about it I think I flipped it around. <laughs> I think I flipped it around. Anyway. No, you got it. You got um, it. Yeah. yeah. If we do something about it and nothing happens, we're all right. But if we don't do something about it and something happens, right. there's no coming back. So we might as well do something. We might as well do something, because right? Because doing nothing is is a definite... Absolutely. It's, it's definitely a lose. Mm. Well, it's it could be a lose. Mm. It's like if you don't do anything and it all goes horribly wrong, you're going to be feel like the biggest idiot yes, on the planet, yes. right? But if you do something yes. and actually nothing happens, well, not a big loss, right? But yeah. that's why it's it's not just climate change. I know the the film they say oh, yeah. it's a climate change film, but it's 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 broader than that. Things, yes. it's, you're right. It's about how we deal with information mm. now and 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 how it's it's it, you don't get facts straight it goes through this filter of the media and everyone has a say and everyone has a say and there's there's no you know um what there's no sort of scale of what's um real and what's not and it's just true for covid and i felt that it's more a covid film than a bloody climate change Mm. film we get all this stuff presented to us and and some people say it's right and some people say it's wrong by the way that's what sal said as well 
I spoke to him today. Yeah. He's, as we said, oh, wow. Sal, uh, the, the maestro. maestro. The maestro. <laughs> the maestro is quarantining, but he did say he felt it was more of a comment on COVID. COVID. Because I guess that's the crisis of the time. Sure. Even though mm. climate change is like this, you know, thing that's been going on for t- at least 40 years. But um, as movie experts, how long will it take? How long would it have taken to. Uh, complete this movie and who are you referring to both of you movie both, both of you both of you i knew you were gonna say something no, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll 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 hand the baton how to, long to the barrett baron here like when did they start making it when did they start making well i reckon the script was written well before covid that's right that would that's right that was what i was i think even the filming probably started before started before covid yeah but i think that's the beauty of it and that's why i respect it because i didn't see it as a climate change film i saw it as a covid film and the fact that it's obviously been, uh, you know, uh, thought of mm. prior to COVID mm. means it's more a universal film. Like it's a it universal could, could film. Yeah, it could be any any time, and um, I think it's a particular a particular comment on our current time. Yes, but not particularly an issue in our current time. I think it was written during the reign of Trump, for sure. Absolutely, Mer- oh, Meryl Trump. Yeah, yeah Meryl yeah, Trump. Yeah, yeah. However. Probably before COVID kicked in. Yeah. COVID has just perfectly illustrated all of the problems in this in this scenario. And the news broadcasters like with Tyler Perry and yeah, the other lady, yeah, Kate Blanchett. It's just perfect. I thought they were great. They the were great. They were like because that's oh. real. Yeah. That's what we do to, in yeah. today's world. Yeah, let's keep it light, folks. Let's yeah. keep it light. Yeah. Okay, so that brings me to a great question for you. Well, I'm calling it a great question. Well, that well, brings me to let, a let question. Let us be the yeah. the, the yeah. Yeah. whether it's a great question or not. Yeah. At least he called himself out on it. I know, right? <laughs> You're like, all right. Great, great <laughs> hey, folks. <drum> <laughs> this is Tyler. likely to be a great question. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, we're not 100% sure. Because it came yeah. from me. Yes. Don't forget. Yeah. Okay. 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 Alex, go ahead with your great question. Oh, it's so hard to say the question. Yeah, I know. So um, when you were writing your comedy... Yes. And you want to talk about a serious topic yes. that's important to you, yes. however you're couching it in mm-hmm. the world of comedy. Mm-hmm. How do you do it? I mean, that, that, that's a great question. Okay. That is, is it a great question? No. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, that it is. is a very good question. Because I think that's what Adam McKay's done here. Yeah, yeah. right. You know, so. right. Good one. So in terms of how I write comedy in general, I, I write facts first. Just dot points in facts. I'm not trying to write a story. I just, what do I know about the topic? And I start breaking it down, adding uh, little bits of funny or try. If I've got a particular um, a, a heading, a dot point, I will just have some subheadings and I'll have as many points. And through that, once you keep doing that, mm. things will come out of it. Yeah. And there's so many, there's funnies that will come out of it. So I've got questions on the topic, for example, that I'll ask myself. I'll um, analogies, I'll put analogies there. And yeah, initially I just write it out. So. I normally don't have a, a specific, f- um, like a joke to go with it straight away, but I know that there's something coming there's out gold of it. In there's it. gold in it, right? Yeah, yeah. So I guess that's how I write. I write facts first and then I kind of uh, expand from there. I love it. Yeah. So, and, but you, okay, so you're trying to cut through to general audiences. You don't know who's going to be in the room. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know who's going to be yeah, there, right? Yeah. You don't know what their biases are going yes, to be. Yes. You don't know if they're going to be leaning left yes, or right or yes. if they're going to have, you know, some hang ups. Uh, how do you do you often think about like okay I gotta get I'm gonna get my point across I'm gonna talk about racial issues for mm-hmm. instance mm-hmm. I'm gonna talk about 
you know, the experience of being an mm. African mm. man in Australia mm. today. Mm. What do you, you know, what do you worry about? What do you, how do you think about, you know, getting this across? Because, you know, in terms of this film, I think one of the things that's so clever about it is that Adam McKay has gone, he's gone, um, I want to talk about this know, our inability to deal with a crisis. Or come together. And, yeah, and come together when the science is there. It's clear, it's <laughs> yeah. clear as day. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to do it, I'm going to come at it this way. And he even talks about, like, the movie. It's like we can't come together and then there's always someone trying to make money out of it. Mm. It's all, I always think yeah. follow the money. Where, wherever anything is, I'm like, follow the money. Yeah, yeah. It mm. gets you to where the issue is or, um, yeah. So in terms of the question that you asked, I think you might have to ask again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what, is he, what did you yeah, say again? Because I'm still, in, yeah, please. Can I just jump in in the, the previous <laughs> please, answer? Please do. And about your process. I found yes. your process so fascinating. Yeah. It, uh, you talk about, you know, taking the facts. Yes. And, uh, you know, writing them down. Yes. And mm. You're dealing with facts first. Yes. And that re just reminded me so much of writing an essay or a thesis mm. or something like that. Mm. It's no real different. Um, you're you're just getting the facts on the table, and it's only after you've assembled them that I imagine yeah. the jokes sort yeah, of absolutely. just spring out of that. Absolutely, just due to being a funny bloody guy, which I can attest to. Oh, thank you. You know, um, but getting the facts on the table and then you know um, understanding yeah. them, knowing the intricacies of them, and knowing the the territories you can. Yes. Territories. Sorry to. Use that word. I hear what you mean. A marketing term. It's a oh, is marketing it? Term. Yeah, but, but it's true. You know, knowing knowing what you can explore on those facts, and then just using your bloody god-given, you know, comedic genius to, to to riff on that. I created a template for myself right in the beginning, maybe in the first year of comedy, and it's worked for me, and it it still works for me. So, like I said, I've got a topic. I've got what do I know about the topic, and that's the first thing. Mm. And then I go. Oh, forgotten what exactly i've got like maybe about seven or so subheadings and then one of them is um create a question mm. about it and just write as many questions and that leads you to that takes you in all kinds of different directions mm, yeah. um what's a sub problem to the question that i'm asking or what's the sub problem to the topic that i'm asking and i'll create an analogy and there's a few other um points as well so uh yeah and it just it just it just flows from the there. ideas out oh it brings everything yeah. out yeah That's yeah interesting. it's like you kind of like you're you're throwing it all on yes, the page, yes, and then you can yes it, bring it together. Correct. So when I mm. after that, then I actually write paragraphs and go, okay, this is what mm. it looks like, and then I transfer it into a book one last time, uh, and and I'll go through and kind of mm. memorize the um, important key bits. And when I get on stage, that's how that's that's how I start a joke. So to me, it's funny. Obviously, that's why I wrote I wrote it. But when I, once I get on stage, that's the test, yeah. and people ask. How do you know if a joke's funny? Well, <laughs> the people tell you. Yeah. Do they laugh or not? That's it. There's. I think comedy is one of the. It's it's a re, one of the toughest art forms because you have to practice in front of a live audience. Mm. That's it. I mean, if I was playing music, I can play here and kind of. Uh, but if I'm in front of the mirror at home, that means nothing until I am in front of people and I go, oh, crap, all right, that didn't work, or that worked, that worked, that didn't work. Okay, so I always record myself just to watch it. I go back. It's hard watching yourself, by the way. I hate it. So I go back and I watch it. 
Um, we home. love it. We watch ourselves all the time. Yeah, but you do. <laughs> we Two good-looking men like well, you, of course I'm, you do. I'm not sure I always love it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we don't even have to. Yeah, you're like, that, that was great. As we do, but we just decide to edit for longer. Because you're that good. Yeah. I did, I did listen to a couple of our, our back catalogue today yeah. and, and, and watched as well. I, I started the day feeling quite happy <laughs> and ended feeling a bit depressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, well, well. Wow. Yeah, it's... Um, I guess it's a process. That's good discipline, and man. Yeah, it's it's a good lot of discipline. I, that's that's I guess that's one thing that I'm I'm happy that I got is the discipline to yeah. kind of go ahead with it. And sometimes it can be a double edged sword, so I've got to be careful with that, where I don't overdo it. I just yeah. some I've learned to kind of just in the beginning I was very just mm. too disciplined. I was like I won't stop, but now it's like okay when I I'll leave a joke and I'll come back to it a week later and I'll. Uh, focus on another joke and come back and all these ideas can, ooh, kind of come up. So yeah, yeah, that's that's great. That's great. I, I think it's a it's a great insight into the comedic mind because like that's I think these days the comedians like you think of what's his name Chappelle, mm. yeah, you know, and they're some of the the best thinkers. Oh, mm. absolutely! Know, by looking for the the humor in it is is where you get the truth. Mm. Yes, and I just love. I've I've not heard such a, you know, analysis of what the process is mm. of comedy probably before. So that that's wonderful as far as no know, really knowing the subject before you start. You know, yeah, um, rolling your eyes. Yeah, at the subject. There's a lot of pain in it in the beginning. Yeah. Um, in terms of in the beginning of comedy where you're gonna suck, like it's not gonna go well. And you, I think what I had to learn was, oh, okay, it's okay. Tomorrow's another day. And you get, but you will get better. That's the mm. thing. But I just took it to heart and initially, but I've learned, oh, okay. Otherwise, you, if you take it to, if I keep taking it to heart every time I, we call it bombing on stage and it doesn't go well, yeah, yeah. you'll you quit very soon. It's a, you got to play the long game. Mm. And I've realized that. And I know, okay, I can tell some funny jokes. Not all of them are going to be a hit. And you don't know which ones are not going to be a hit. Yeah. And when they're not a hit for me, I never throw them away. It just means that. You got to rework them. Correct. Or yeah. I'm not at the stage. There's a lot of topics I want to talk about, but I don't think I'm at the stage of a a, a stage where I can actually um, uh, do it justice. So I've tried some, doesn't work. I put it to a side, and that's fine. Because I always think to myself, the joke's funny. If I gave this to Dave Chappelle, he'll make it funny. It's <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. it's me. It's not the joke. It's not the topic. You yeah. know. So yeah. I always put it to a side, and I'll come back to it in some years' time. But it's it's a long game. Comedy mm. just standing there in, on on stage and bombing. There's a lot of bombing. There's a lot of oh, okay, that didn't work. Damn it! Why didn't that work? Um, well, I haven't seen your bloody bomb. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but you, in preparation. Yeah, when one you're of preparing one of your bits that, that appealed to me was the self conscious bit that um, was was with you. Uh, you were practicing. Yes, you know uh, your your on, material in in, in the, park? the basketball yeah. court. Yeah, 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 yeah. park like, in the middle of a park. park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that really. Resonated with yeah. me because I thought he's some he's he p- putting as part of his yes. comedy the fact that he's rehearsing for his comedy and it was a really ah, that's nice. really yeah. not everybody does that I do that because I'm like okay this is the and there's distractions with dogs coming up to you yeah you yeah. know and I go okay focus so I'm in the middle of a park practicing and there's people's dogs and I turn away normally I pet the dog but not when I'm rehearsing for a show I'm like, okay <laughs> that's a distraction if um 
deal with it because you might get it in the show. Yeah. Mm. Not a dog, but you'll get there was something. No, there, yeah. there was distractions in the second show. Yeah, yeah. You were totally. there and yeah. I had to kind of deal with it. So that's part of it. So it's like, okay, deal with it, move on. Absolutely. You're, you're practicing in front of yourself, um, in front of, for an hour in the middle of a park. Uh, I like doing that. And what I like to do kind of to, in the beginning, the first maybe 15 seconds, my heart is racing. Yeah. It just is because it's, Everyone, every performer, like if you really, if you really care about it, your heart will be racing. So what I do is in the park, I, I do some sprints, get my heart rate up, and then when I grab my drink bottle and I'm rehearsing, it it mimics how I feel when I first got on stage. On stage There's yeah. no other way to get that feeling. Wow. So that's I sprint. Beautiful. Yeah, I didn't say that on stage, but that's what I do. I kind of sprint. Yeah, yeah. And when I'm talking, I'm, I learn to. Uh, slow my breath down for the first 15 seconds and after that I'm good I'm like mm. oh, let's go yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. for the audience at home um, Kwesi is a very fit you know Prince guy Prince I'm not fit at all not at all dude very fit you, fit you are you are about to go travel yeah the world yeah tell us a bit about that it's obviously we've been in lockdown for a very long time and um, prior to that I was just going to travel to a couple of destinations and come back. But now, after lockdown, or during lockdown, the fifth or sixth lockdown, I was like, oh, life is way too short. The fifth or sixth, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Know, it's crazy. mad. It's yeah. mad. You could say the third or fourth oh or the God. seventh or eighth. Yeah. Who, who knows? Actually, it was the it was the fourth or fifth. But after this, when the sixth <laughs> arrived, I was I was gone. Yeah. Mentally, I was like, I'm out. The sixth was a big one. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a big one. That was rough. Yeah. Do you remember the numbers? I do. Yeah. I can remember the sixth being... Shit. Yeah. That was a okay. shit one. It was rough. I, I yeah. just remember that we shouldn't be so close together. <laughs> like if, if, I know. If one of us has it, we all know. <laughs> We've all got it. Yeah, so I decided I decided I would go travelling to as many countries as possible, but um I want to go to I'm well, I'm going to northern part of South America, the Caribbean. Uh, I'll be in the States for just a short amount of time, Canada as well, for a short amount of time. And all these places I go to I want to visit quite a lot of um, uh, the the African communities or the black communities in the like Colombia and in Brazil. I just want to see how they live and what they find funny. So I, I'm going to be. I'll have this show called or call it a show. It's called um, "What Language Do You Laugh In," and oh, wow. I just want to. So I'll be blog uh, vlogging, um, and I've bought a camera, I've bought a, a drone, and. Um, what I'll be doing is I'll just be going uh, on the streets and just speaking to people and kind of mm. getting the ideas on what they find funny, what's funny to them, uh, what their country finds funny, and uh, yeah, how to go about things. I'll just be just traveling kind of everywhere, just documenting it, I guess. So That's I'm really beautiful. looking forward to that. So then I'll do the I'll do about the south of Africa, and then I'll go I'll be in Ghana for a little while, and then um, yeah, see where we go from there. How cool is that? What language do you laugh in? Yeah, yeah. That's just basically trying to say we're all the same. Yeah. yeah, we're all the same. Like you see kids and in every country that you go to, if you do picky poo with a kid, they love it. Yeah. It's the yeah. same thing. I yeah. mean, when we grow, we kind of, we change a little bit, but naturally we're all the same. Yeah. yeah so you so go that's South, beautiful. Ghana, South Africa and, and South America. Yeah, South America and, uh, um, yeah, so the southern part of Africa, um, the northern part of South America, the Caribbean as well. Mm. And uh, yeah, even last night, 
I was doing a bit of research on Jamaica and where to go and all those places. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. They, 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 have so a, they have a lot of uh, rum. Yeah, so I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to it. So yeah. It's mm. dude, I'm selling everything. But by, by the time I come back, I'll have nothing. But uh, I think it'll, <laughs> I, th- I think it'll be worth it. I, I need to do it. It's it's a it's a it's something it's a must, I think, yeah. for me. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, life experience. Yeah, you yeah. You'll you have life experience. It. Yes. You'll have COVID. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Again, yeah. So I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to that. It, yeah. it's, it'll be a challenge, and that's I like a cha- I, I do like a challenge, and I am a little bit not. I wouldn't say afraid, but when I the reason why I started comedy was because I wasn't a good public speaker. So primary school, high school, university, and even at work presentations, I hated it. I, I would be shaking, right? And so I started comedy to just improve my public speaking. So the first time I went, it was just to kind of, you know, yeah, try it out. Mm. And I sucked at it. It was hor- horrific. I only had five minutes to do. And I did the first minute. I improvised. That was good. And the remaining four was just a nightmare. And I didn't go back for four months and then continued again. Um, so I didn't go for four months. Four months later, I was like, come on, man. You got to do it again. So I did it again. And I did it four or five more. I was, I was thinking to myself, just do it four or five more times and just you finished. But, after that, I was like, hmm, I, I don't mind this. But I was still scared every time I get on stage. Even yeah. right now, my heart's always racing yeah. just before I go on stage. And it's it's the reason why I started the, the public speaking thing was just to improve like the weakest part of me, So which was public speaking. I was like, okay, if I can do that, I think I can do anything else. So this is also when something scares me, I, I look to myself and go, that's an opportunity. You need to do that. Yeah. So that's why I'm like almost basically going traveling again. Cause it scares me when I think about it. Like, oh, you can buy yourself, you know, sell everything. Really? I think you should do it. So that's yeah. why, that's why I'm doing it in a <laughs> way. Great. I don't have any kind of major responsibility. So that's hell such, yeah. It's such a great personality trait though, to be just, uh, but I have to force it. And then I know like my mind won't let me rest. And I, and now that I know that I can, it's like you found a formula. In a way, mm. it's like I did it with. I still can't believe I'm doing comedy. Mm. Like I sit there sometimes, like you're doing that. <laughs> that's crazy. Like you really? Because yeah. that's the weakest part. That's the last thing that I should be doing is comedy. I should be playing sport or doing something, but not comedy. So when I look at it that way, I go, okay, if you can do that. If that's your weakest part, weakest, easy. You're, you're a Superman. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, that was my weakest. Not anymore. So but he's been working hard. Yeah, like it's, it's been good. That's the truth. I mean, I yeah, I, I saw you remember? early on. Yes, yes. I saw you early yes. on. I'm not saying you were yes. shit. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that. I, but you're saying I was horrible. No, no, no. Uh, I get it. I get it. Your improvement mm. has been through the roof. Yeah, thank and you. And that's a testament to the work. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. And I have been we talk about we talk about cre- the creative process yeah. all the time yeah. um, as a sideline to what we're doing on this podcast, and that's all it is. It's the work yeah. you put it in. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's so true. You put in the work, you you you. I think you inevitably get what you want if you put in the work. If you want it, go get it. I think. Yeah, absolutely. So fingers crossed. Well, that's great, man. I think that that show that you're gonna do, mm-hmm. where what language do you laugh in? Yes, it's just it's just it's a continuation of what you've been doing with your comedy. Yeah, you're still talking about the same issues. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that you're going around the world talking to different African yes communities. Yes. Um, and just and pulling out the idea that we're all the same mm. is awesome. 
Yeah, and also like I've got another show called Flavor of Art that I'll be adding to it, where I'll be interviewing. That it would just be a one-on-one interview with an artist. Doesn't matter what they do. They could be on the street. Um, if I think it's impressive, I'll like sit there, put the camera, go, hey, do you mind me reco- uh, recording or interviewing you? And I'll be like 10 minutes or whatever. And I'll just find out about them. And so I'll, I've got the f- uh, flavor of art and what language you laugh in. I'm really looking forward to do them both. That's um, great. It'll keep me busy. That's great. Yeah. So we 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 don't know what we're doing here with this show. We're sort of no, experimenting. Yeah. Um, however, so That's you the know, best way to I go think about what it. we said we were going to do was talk about things that we were reminded of. Yes. Any? Did you have any references for the film? For so the we're film? back to Don't Look Up. Yes, Don't, don't look, look Up. We're back to the, we've taken a big yes detour. Detour, but yeah. that's great, right? Absolutely. Um, and we'll figure out what the hell format we want to do when we have guests on. But it's in, been an awesome discussion. Anyway. No, thank you. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah. In the end, it reminded me of Inception at, at the end, where uh, they were kind of another Leo just, film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, where everything awesome. right at the end. Yeah, you know, I was like, oh, Inception, but. You mean when the when the when every when they're sitting at the table Correct. and it's Correct. falling apart around and them. it's all falling yeah, apart. Okay, yes, it's interesting. I Great. thought you were going to say another film. Yeah, really. Yeah, which I might mm. mention later. Yeah, please do. But you, yeah, so Inception was kind of what I got towards the end. But there's there've been quite a few Doomsday kind of uh, movies. Yeah, uh, End of Days kind of movies, and that, that kind of reminded me on that. End of Days is one of those. And there you go. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, yeah, so I think Inception for me right at the end. Interesting. What was the end of Inception? I can't remember. Well, I think they're falling. Is we know when they fall in the water and right at the yeah, end. Yeah, there's a whole kind of crazy. They go to, so deep within the whole whatever. Yeah, they go Inception dream within thing. a dream within a dream, and the world's dream. falling yes. apart. Yeah, 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 and they're having a dramatic moment. Yeah, yeah. What about you guys? Oh, he's, he's, I'm interviewing he's, you. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you guys? He's flipped it. He's flipped <laughs> it. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for a question to interview with you. <laughs> Please. Beautiful. Well, okay, I'll start. Please do. This is this how it reminds me of, you know, uh, melancholia is the one that oh. I always thought you were going to say because that melancholia is Lars von Trier and starring Kirsten Dunst. I think I've seen it. And we, this is going to be one of your <laughs> it, You know what? I almost added it to the list. Okay. It just I almost added it to the list. And you didn't because? I don't know why I didn't. Okay. I actually thought well, about it. I it, thought it, about it's it. It's a, it, well, doomsday. I don't know if it's a doomsday story. But Absolutely. It, it is a doomsday yeah. thing where where you know the earth is going to freaking finish and you're just Is there a melancholy or mel- is it the moon? I can't remember. Well, melancholia is a is a celestial object. Okay. <laughs> I think. It's a celestial object. And um, crashing into the planet. Yeah. Crashing into the planet and, and that, you can ah, see it coming at yeah. the end of the film. And you're wondering, okay, what do we do now? You know, and that's I think specifically at the end of the film that mm-hmm. really yeah. quite a nice sequence in the last 5 or 10 minutes when they're having a dinner party. And they know it's all going to freaking end. It's a wrap, yep. It's a wrap, <laughs> correct. Uh, and all of them, Leo in particular, but all of them are just, what, what, what does Leo say? He says something like... Doc always writes down does things he? while he's yeah, watching I this. Did. I like it. I, I did. Yeah. Um, we really did have everything, didn't we? Oh, yeah. that was the line of the film. That's the line of the film. That was the moment... That was the that was the line of the film. Why? That's like the Why deep... is it the line of the film. I, well, I, did you feel that 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 was well, it's, obviously it's, it's, YouTube? It's, yeah. it's talking to all of us. Yes. Like, um, so here we are, Leonardo DiCaprio of all people, the star of the bloody nineties and two thousands, mm-hmm. saying, 
about to have a comet <laughs> destroy him. Mm. He's saying we really did have everything. And and that's I think we it's we deep. Were, we're, it's, it's deep. It, it tells deep. us all that like yeah. it's yes, like the Garden of Eden. Yeah, yeah. appreciate what we have. Yeah, it's basically, mm. it's like the Garden of Eden. Well, the Garden of Eden, hap- Eden, Eden happens later, doesn't it? Like when they're all nude. Well, gee, you're right. You're right. Oh, that's dear. the Garden of Eden. Yeah, that's yes. almost the the um, epilogue. Yeah, but it is this idea of like you know we were so blessed. Mm. We were so Took ridiculously blessed. Yeah. Yeah. We had it all. And we fucked it up. We took it for granted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've got one. Uh, Dr. Strangelove. Now, oh, don't. Don't steal my yes. bloody reminds me of. Yes. Now, I haven't seen it. Well, you... you what, what, I'm what, stealing what? yours and I haven't seen it. You haven't seen Dr. Strangelove? I haven't. It's, the, it's like the one Kubrick film that I have not seen. And I actually went looking for the last two days everywhere yeah. to get this film. And it is... Not available for streaming. Aquesi, I look. I'll have to apologise to my co-host here to to suggest a film that he I've, hasn't actually seen. That, that is. You've a bit done odd. that before. That is a bit odd. It I, is odd. It, it is, is odd. odd. However, but, but it's, it is, a, it's a great reference. But if it's you, the film that everybody talks about, did you about read the whole film in relationship? Watching? In relation to this film, yeah, most people is. are saying, "Doc, this is the Doctor Strange love of our time." Now, I would love to have seen it to be able to comment more. Yeah. you know, impressively upon yeah. this film. However, it seems to be the one. And of course, it's it's the satire of its time. It's mm. about nuclear bombs. And I'm going to throw to Doc, who's actually seen the film. You're going to throw to me? <laughs> I am. Yeah, I am. You've he, seen it. <laughs> he's going to mention it, reminds me of it. He's going to throw to yeah, bloody yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. Take the I, glory and then... Well, yeah. No, I was... Was I, it on your list? It was on my list. <laughs> yes. Man. I knew it would be... You know what? He's he's mentioned Dr. Strangelove before on uh, this podcast. In our first couple yes. of episodes. Yes. And I don't think we were on YouTube. I think it was just audio uh, before we got all self-conscious with what we'd look like. You Correct. Know. Uh, Be- beautiful men. You know, true. true. <laughs> it is what it is. But no, Dr. Strangelove is great. Honestly, like mm. it's, I haven't seen it for ages, and I think I need a re. Yeah, I really uh, wanted to watch a it. reviewing, but it's it's the perfect reminds me of because it's it's a satire of the times and of all the the cataclysmic events that are impacting on those times. Yeah, at at, at the the moment of um, its release, it was all about nuclear apocalypse, um, but that's. That's might as well be climate change. It could. It's the same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but Kubrick handled it so well. I'm not sure this film stands up to Doctor Strangelove. Really? Okay. Like I think it's in the same, you know, group. Yep. And I love this film, and I'll 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 sort of champion it. But Doctor Strangelove is a, is a special. Oh special wow! Special sort of thing. I want you to watch it just so that I, I, I yes. just want to hear what you think about yes. it. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Yeah, well, it ends with Peter Sellers riding an, a bomb, you know, actually like straddling a bomb that's about to to land on something. But um, wow, okay. And he's yeah. a, he's the scientific advisor, so it's the equivalent of of ending on Leonardo, yes. Leonardo DiCaprio actually sitting on a bomb that's about to hit something. Right. Yeah. How cool. how old is this movie? Seventies. Mm. Oh, mm. that sounds right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and it's 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 renowned. Uh, I think I might have, I might have used this as a reminds me now in one of our first episodes. Yeah, I I can remember it early on, and I think we've talked about melancholia as well. I just can't yeah. remember what it was that we yeah. were. It was something similar. 
Yeah. yeah. Actually, I think it was Jojo Rabbit, which is our very first episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there was a, a scene that was quite... Mm-hmm. Uh, at the at the end, that's what it was. At the end, yeah. it was a sort of when it got into really combat sort of stuff, and it 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 wasn't Saving Private Ryan t- style combat. It was kind of flamboyant. <laughs> it was sort of combat. It was dancey. <laughs> it was dancey, dancey combat. combat. And and dancey combat, I think, is what Stra- Strange Love yes. does very well. Right. Uh, you know, riding a riding a bomb <gasps> at the end. Yes. I gotta see this. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I love Are you it. learning anything on this? I am. I am. I <laughs> okay, definitely we... need to watch it. <laughs> what else, Sparrow? We've talked about Sorkin. I had. I've already. So I'm not going to mention that again. Yeah. Although, um, I got a sense. I got bits of Newsroom. Oh yeah. Uh, probably West Wing. I've never been a big West Wing guy, but that's probably one that you could mention. But there are notes of West Wing. Yes. Right. Yep. That's a Sor- That's Sorkin. Yeah. Yeah. Sorkin mm-hmm. as well. Um, Death to 2020. Came up, and I after, just after watching this, I watched Death to Twenty Twenty One. Yeah, ditto. You did the same thing, ditto. Because it was next on the list, right? When you go to Netflix, it just comes oh, right. up. Yeah. You've watched. Don't look up. Why don't you watch? Why don't you watch Death to Twenty Twenty One? However, Death to Twenty 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 One was not funny. I didn't find it funny. Was it supposed to be funny? Yes. Oh, okay. You haven't seen that, either of No, those? I haven't seen it. So well, basically... Well, but, but hang on. What a okay. profound question. Yeah. Was it supposed to be funny? <laughs> Was this film supposed to be funny? I think partially. Yes. 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 Are we talking about Death to 2021? No, you're talking, talking about... I'm talking about look, Don't, don't look, look Up. Yeah. Yeah, partially. Right. It was def- yeah. It's meant to be funny, yeah, but it's also it? meant to be highly disturbing. And yes. I think that's probably yeah. what Death to 2020 and 2021 th- is trying to do as well. It's meant to be a bit more, you know. Yeah. I and I know, think we don't look up. Funny. We don't look up. You, they thought, listen, let's not be too serious because people don't tend to kind of, if it's very serious, people will just be like, yeah, whatever. Mm. But. I think they sucked people in with a bit of the comedic uh, aspect of the movie. Do you reckon they got the balance right though? Ooh, I, I I think they did. Yeah, I thought uh, they, I because thought they, they like I, I read it all, read it, you know, watched it mm. as um, quite quite true to life, mm. almost not documentary because it's not documentary, but you know, as a comment on today. Uh, I wonder. Oh, did I think it was a great mixture. Yeah. You can't have it one way. If it was just a comedy, people don't take it serious. All right, whatever. Yeah. And if it's too serious, people are like, don't preach to me. Yes, don't preach to don't me. Pre- don't, yeah. No one wants to be preached to. People these days, <sighs> no one wants to be preached to, which, which sometimes right. we have to be preached to, but it wouldn't have been received that well if people felt that. So they went, okay, let's yep. tell them something, but we'll add a bit of... That's what I kind of do with comedy. I'm going to tell you something. Mm. I'll add a bit of sugar to it just so you can swallow it properly. And, you know, <laughs> so you don't yeah. get uh, kicking and screaming. It's like giving, you know, yeah. uh, with dogs, if you're giving them their medicine, you got to wrap the, the medicine mm-hmm. in a meat in some sort of ham or whatever and they eat it, yeah. right? You can't just give it to them straight because they yeah. won't take it. So no, it's, it's sort of like that. Yep, you're the ham. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a perfect way to look at it. That's mm. what Adam McKay is trying to do with this. Mm. Yeah, it's great. That's great. Did you have any more, Doc? Uh, I've got... Um, well, Station Eleven was another one that it reminded me of, which is the current... I think it's on Stan mm. in here in Australia, uh, based on a novel, and it's an, a post-apocalyptic 
thing. Do either of you know Station Eleven? No, I haven't heard of it. Never heard of it. Yeah, it, it stars um, the guy, strangely, who is the boyfriend of Jennifer Lawrence in, in real life. <laughs> no, not no, in no, real no, life. No, in, yeah. in this film. He was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's also the guy that was in Yesterday, the Beatles film, you know, where he... Um, oh, there's a there's an alternate he's a, he's reality. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, yesterday. And, yeah, yesterday. Oh, I mean, man, he plays all film. the Beatles songs and, and earns yeah. a living out of that. Yeah. He's really cool. He's I, great. He, he's he's really good. And uh he's he's one of the one of the leads in Station Eleven. It's a awesome. It's a um a COVID film, really. Although the book was written pre COVID about a pandemic and Everyone knows they're going to die, and it just sort of happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this reminded me of that, particularly the moment when you know it's all done. Yes. You know, and how do you react to that? Like, how do you? What do you? What do you keep on doing? In in this film, don't look up. You kind of just pretend that it's not happening. You don't look up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But another option is to freak out. Right. <laughs> Which people have, we've seen both of that those yeah. options in, with COVID, haven't we? We have. The, the Pretend far, it doesn't the, exist. The far ends of Freak each out. don't work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. That's so true. You know, this, we're in this weird situation right now where we've reached a point with COVID mm. where it's it's so prevalent, uh, it's everywhere, mm. it's out of control. We have to come to terms with the fact that we're all going to get COVID, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, it's, and people are not prepared to deal with that. <laughs> no. It's really interesting. Because we've scared people so much in the beginning. Right. And then now we can't take back that fear. Yes. It's like, okay, guys, relax. It's, it's, you'll be all right if you get it. Look, we've, we can help you out. We can, you'll be okay. We've got vaccines. and all, But you've scared people right in the beginning. So We don't know what's true. Yeah, exactly. We don't know right. what's true, exactly. and we don't know how to deal with nuance. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know how to deal with the fact that, you know, early on, there were no one was vaccinated. Mm. It was it was a worse situation. Mm. Now, almost everybody's vaccinated. It's not as bad a situation, but we don't know how to deal with this information. Like, mm. you know, what you know, where are we? How does this all work? Like, you know, um, and, and that's that's one of the things. Like that is highlighted in this film is mm. that people just don't know how to deal with it all. And no and one's, tell, no one's he- telling us how to deal with it. Right. Because they don't know either. And the Meryl Streep's yeah. have other agendas. Yes. Don't Correct. They? So and then sometimes we can see that. Yeah, yeah. We can see that they've got agendas and we're like, okay, we're not trusting you. Right. But, but we don't have insight into what the real, reality is outside of that agenda. So Meryl Streep saying something. Scott Morrison in our Australian context is saying something. Right. Uh, as is Joe Biden, as mm. is Buddy Everyone. They're saying stuff, uh, but we don't know exactly what to believe. Mm. Um, the, no. the the sexy scientists are saying something, like Brett Sutton in Melbourne yeah. is saying something, just like Leo. Yeah. And we don't know what to believe. And the truth is somewhere in the middle, and we don't know where exactly in the middle it is. So then that leaves everyone to just guess. Yeah. And that's mm. a bad place to <laughs> yeah. be in. Yeah, it's a bad place to be in, but it's a perfectly fertile ground for comedy, and that's oh yeah, that's oh yeah, that's in. great, great for me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. I think that's very interesting what you said. Like, we don't know how to take the next step together. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Like, well, okay, 
we initially nobody was vaccinated now most of us if not all of us are vaccinated how do we not act the same way we just don't know how to take that next step no i think that's i think that together word is probably the bloody um the main one yeah like um there's probably a lot a lot of people that think they know the next step Mm. but to take it together yes in this fragmented society right is, is tricky yeah yeah some the answer is in there somewhere yes yeah, but we don't all we don't, know. We don't all have the same exactly, exactly, yeah, exactly. And there's so many lies that we just don't know which one's true anymore. We're like, mm. Okay, which one do we follow? And in there, the truth is there. Mm. Right, that's what I think. Yeah, yep. I think that's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Mm. Um, any any last ones? No, 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 not from me. I think I think I got one, and it's it's it's. Relates back to one of our earlier podcasts again. Great. Always love to self-reference. Re- <laughs> yeah. She Dies Tomorrow. Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah. I remember that. That was you, uh, Melbourne International Film Melbourne Festival. Melbourne International yeah. Film Festival. We caned it yeah. from memory. Yeah. Uh, we did. On, on I was re- not a fan of that film. You, weren't, you no. weren't. On reflection, I think it was quite cool. <laughs> um, but She Dies Tomorrow was about a, a society where... The there was a like a, a virus almost yeah that infected people and made them think that they were going to die tomorrow imminent, imminently tomorrow yes um and and that made everyone really reflect on you know what they would do if they died tomorrow What's, what what would you do with your last day on earth mm. with your last day on earth yeah that's and, clever and, yeah, that, and that, that is a clever idea mm. yeah and and I remember that we we loved the concept and we just wished. It was done a little bit better. I totally, to I be still, I, I, I stand by that yeah. thought. <laughs> On reflection, I think it wasn't done that badly. Sure. But it, it did make me, um, when I was watching this, it made me think, okay, well, if the world was just about to end, what would you do? Because I know that the mm. characters in this sort of um, uh, reacted differently. At times, Leo was, was freaking out. Yeah. And there were different, you know, reactions Toward, uh, you know, uh, to the information, but I thought she dies tomorrow. Let's give it a plug, an indie film. Look, that's cool. Yeah, and and actually, one of my favorite moments in this film was the final, not the final scene, but it's the sort of the end, the climax of the mm. film, where they're all sitting around a dinner table mm. together, having a meal, and pointedly ignoring mm. What's the happening? world literally shaking around them yeah and they're just trying to have a normal meal before the end of it all and i thought that's it was actually kind of beautiful mm. you know it was well that, that was the melancholia moment yeah as far as I'm that was the know. melancholia moment absolutely and, and it was also the the quote we really did have everything yep and, yeah and there were those still frames not not still but like slow-mo sort of people at the dinner table you know yes trying to draw the emotion out of us <laughs> Uh, but it worked. Yeah, loved it. You know, there's a com- I just there's a comedian. I can never remember who it was. I actually tried to Google it for this just so I could find out who this person was. Stand-up comedian who makes a joke. American? I think he was American. They're all I can't. American, I can't remember. Yeah. yeah, mostly they're American. It's true. Um, yeah, the funny ones are British. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Anyway, he makes a joke about how about how all of humanity is on a train and there's thousands of carriages. Oh, yes. that's Woody Allen. Was that Woody Allen? Yeah. You really? I'll keep going. Okay. Continue. 
<laughs> I don't remember it being Woody Allen, but maybe it was. And the scientists are all in one train, in one carriage at the front of the train where yeah. the engine is, yeah, and they're pulling the rest of us along, and we're all dead weight. Mm. And I just kept thinking about that while I was watching this film. That's interesting. Because that, ever since I heard that joke, ever since then, it stuck with me that there are people oh, yeah. who are pulling the yeah. rest of us yeah. who are all just dead weight, yeah. just pulling us along, moving us forward. And, and, and the rest of us... we're resisting it. We're resisting well. it. We're not helping at all. At all. We're being completely useless. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's... <laughs> that's that's like, so true. <laughs> you know, that's so true. Yeah, it is. It's 99.9% Not only are we just... Of when some of us are just not... Are useless. Not, <laughs> right. Not only are we just sitting there, but we're making it harder for them. That's yes. Uh, we're making it harder. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. We're the dead weight. Oh. They have to pull. It's not even left and right, is it? It's just sort of... Uh, it's the rest of us. That's brutal. Making, and yet, making it like an anchor. Yeah, yeah. And yet, because makers. we all have a freaking say in this world. That's right? the problem. We all have a say. Not Those all of us. Up the I front probably shouldn't have a say. Coal are like, yeah. the world's going to end. And we're like, ah, whatever. Keep working. Keep shoveling yeah, the yeah, coal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're just uh, promoting autocrats here. Like, you know, is. <laughs> Yeah. Do we want Putin's, you know, to be ruling the world? No idea. <laughs> that's that's. Or do me. we do but we keep the balance? I don't know. I honestly don't. I think know. comedy I'm tr- is the I'm tr- balance. I'm trying to be. Yeah. Comedy is the balance, and you you are providing that balance. Why? Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, uh, a, a part of the movie that I found very interesting was I find found it strange. You know, they would cut to nature, birds, um, yeah. hippos. What was that about? They kept on doing that. What was that trying to add? What was that trying to include? Well, no, no, I think I, I think that's easy. What? Um, it's it relates to so we really did have everything sort of line. It's it's through the film just identifying you know the diversity of what we we really have here and making us try and appreciate that. Mm. That includes nature. As sure. well as everything sure. else. So I think that's all it's trying to okay. do. Okay. Yeah. We are also the ones with responsibility, the guilty the guilty ones. Mm. I, 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 I hadn't thought of it like that, but yeah, we, we are too, aren't we? We're, yeah. the, we're the self-proclaimed sort right. of leaders of this world. Yeah. You know, if it's not the American president, it's right. us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Good call. Mm. I hadn't really thought about that. I yeah. kept on seeing that. I was like, what's going on here? Mm. And that's, like, why kind we, of... that's why we have guests here, yes, Barrett, yes. Uh, to make us think about things that we would otherwise not think about. I'd forgotten about that part of the thing. Yeah. They're comedic or profound. Yep. And we, I think we chose just the right guest. Yeah, yes, thank you. <laughs> Good discussion. I think we've talked yeah. the hell out of this film. Yeah. Um, yeah. And thanks for, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. This was great. Where where do people follow you online? Okay, so Aquasi Comedian on Instagram and also YouTube Aquasi Comedian, Facebook Aquasi Comedian. So it's easy. It's easy. It's Aquasi Comedian. That's it. Awesome. Well, it's easy online, but if you happen to be lucky enough to be in a place yes. where he's bloody going to be seen live, mm. I would highly recommend it. Mask up in mask up, conditions. of course, of course. Uh, but you know, I think masks don't stop you from laughing, and I laughed. You know, my... Um, I'm glad. What do you say? My backside. Backside off mm. uh, at your last show. <laughs> I loved it. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that makes awesome. me happy. I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad. Yeah. 
And of course, he's spelled A-K-W-A-S-I. That's good. Comedian. To, good to know because everybody that I've ever seen, almost everybody, pronounce your name says Aquasi. Yeah, Aquasi. They just can't yeah. deal with the fact that the first A is an A yeah. and the second A is an E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sound. Yeah, it sounds like an E, but yeah. it's an A. Yeah. 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 Funny you mention that because I pronounce your name right, yeah. but I spell it wrong. Oh, do you? All so right. now, I, now, you know. now yeah. I know it's spelt Aquasi. Yeah. Pronounced a quesi. Yes. 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 Beautiful. That's it. Thanks for joining us. No, thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. We loved it. Let's do guests more often. Yes. Maybe we can get a quesi back. Yes. Yes, in the future. Absolutely. I would love to. (laughs) I'm not sure he was excited enough. No, I was. I was. I was. Get me back. Get me back. (laughs) Definitely. See you next time, folks. We we loved it. We will talk uh, about another film soon. Yes. See you in a couple weeks. 